from Dr. Peter Pronovost. You're listening to Micro Moments with Peter. Welcome back to Micro Moments with Peter. Um, on today's episode, we're going to dive into um, our our favorite topic, one of our favorite topics, which is patient safety and zero harm. Starting off today, talking about a recent study from the New England Journal of Medicine that cited about 25% of patients experience an adverse event or are harmed during their stay in a hospital. And um, want to bring in Peter here and and get your take on that and, and get your thoughts on that recent study and, and what we're doing here at UH to uh, combat uh, that statistic. Yeah, Kelsey, thank you. And it was a pretty sobering uh, study. It was very well done uh, by very senior researchers. The data was from 2018, but as you had suggested, they found 25% of patients are harmed. Um, now, they said only about half of those are preventable. Uh, but as you know, preventability is just how far science is advanced. I mean, we shouldn't be, be, be harming uh, anyone. You know, that those data are remarkably similar to an OIG study that also found 25% are harmed. And even more troubling is a CMS study that was published during the COVID uh pandemic showed that most harms are increasing rather than decreasing. In other words, we reversed, you know, a couple decades of progress, especially on infections. And what it highlights for me, Kelsey, is in many ways how rickety our safety systems are, because we still, I think, have a narrative that too often harm is inevitable rather than preventable, that we, you know, don't always aim for zero and we too often rely on the heroism of our clinicians rather than the design of safe systems to solve these problems. And what we really have to do is laserly focus on uh, designing safe uh, systems. You know, we've seen it in our zero harm, Kelsey, where we've produced what are the evidence-based practices that should be implemented, but in many cases, we're still not deploying them 100% uh, across all of our patients. And with our staffing shortages, the science of how to implement is every bit as important as the science of understanding what are the practices. For the most part, we know what they are. That's not the hard part. Uh, the hard part is, okay, how do we design a system that ensures everybody gets it? And because all of our health systems vary somewhat, you know, that some of it's going to have to be locally contextualized on based on their resources. Now, with our EPIC deployment, we have enormous opportunity, Kelsey, to really drive zero harm in EPIC, and, and UH is really leading in that, and a lot of great work to hardwire these practices, but it's something that um, was quite sobering to read about. Absolutely. Yeah, 25% is is an alarmingly high number. Um and and so you know you talk a little bit about um, Epic and and how that technology is going to you know really help us advance um, our efforts uh, on our journey to zero harm. But um, you've also mentioned you know before we even kind of touch on technology that that first it's really a culture change and it's really about building teams and building a, a sense of believing and belonging. And and having that um, that common thread throughout every facet of our organization that 
zero harm is, as you say, everyone's responsibility. So can you talk a little bit about how um, that culture is being sort of immersed throughout our organization? Yeah, Kelsey, you're spot on. I mean, the the technical parts like the checklist are needed, but they come after this transformation model that we've been doing of believing, belonging, and building. And the first piece is, do you believe that zero harm is possible? In other words, do you believe that harm is preventable rather than inevitable? And if that answer is no, none of the other stuff we do will make a difference, right? I mean, it really has to be, we are aiming for zero, even though we know we will, may not ever get there. You know, And that's true. If you look at safety in other industries, what are called high reliability industries, the leaders in them always aim for zero, even though it may not ever be attainable, but they don't stop aiming for that perfection. And that's what we've been trying to push all across uh, UH. We also look to build uh, fractal communities, or that is where we connect people, anyone who touches the process to share promising practices or where they're innovating and they're hitting it out of the park. And you know, when we open our eyes to that grassroots or bottom-up efforts, there is pockets of brilliance all over UH. I mean, for virtually every problem we're trying to solve, Kelsey, somebody's hitting it out of the park somewhere across UH. The question is, have we created the structure and then the speak-up culture that anybody could you know, share what, what they're doing? And then the final part is, are we building our management systems so that when we do know these practices, we're making sure that they're actually being deployed at the bedside to drive us towards zero harm. So believing, belonging, and building is our approach to transformation. And it's well, well underway at UH. But as you know, Kelsey, it, it's a never-ending journey. Absolutely. Yeah, we are, um, you know, we're we're trying to tackle this in a lot of different ways. So from a culture perspective, from an education perspective, you know, educating and making sure that um, this message of believing, belonging, and zero harm in general, right, is being um, deployed on various levels throughout our organization, this podcast being one of those, um, you know, vehicles and mediums that hopefully will help spread that word of of the great work that's going on. And so can you talk a little bit about um, an area perhaps in our organization that's seen some success Um in you know implementing these promising practices and um, has you know made made progress towards that zero harm um, goal. Yeah, Kelsey, great. And there's so many of them, but let me maybe I'll, I'll pick a, a couple. I think in our infection prevention, um, both our urinary tract infection and bloodstream inf infection, uh, we now have many units that have gone over a year without infections, right? I mean, just think about that for a second. If you can go a year without an infection, you know, it's clearly completely preventable or largely preventable. And when you're not zero, it's almost always the failure to do those promising practices. And so it just, it highlights when, when you do them flawlessly, you can get great, great performance. Yeah. Um, so Kelsey, I, I think, you know, the challenge is we're also facing staff shortages. We're under budget pressures. Mm -hmm. Our, we have a lot of new nurses. We have traveler nurses. And so the ability to practice towards zero harm is much harder now than it was before. And I think that's why that New England Journal study about harm during COVID, the rates are so high because these are really challenging times. But that 
doesn't make it acceptable to harm. It means we have to really double down all the more to make sure that we patients get those therapies that are keeping them safe. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it also, I think encourages or, or, you know, puts the focus on that standardization and, um, you know, ever more important to make sure that this message and the education that we're providing through our zero harm videos and the checklist and the fractal management system, that that trickles down to, um, to all facets of the organization and to every caregiver. Um, and that there's that standard approach, that fractal approach to, um, you know, achieving this zero harm goal. That's exactly right, Kelsey. And that every employee sees it as their job, that it's mm, not the quality yeah. departments, it's not the ACO, it's everybody's job to to ensure zero harm. And uh, we're making a ton of progress, but everybody has a role in spreading this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anything else, Peter, that uh, you want to leave um, our audience with as it relates to zero harm and patient safety? Yeah, I would just close with uh, Kelsey with a big thank you for all of our caregivers for all they do in trying times and realize even though it's challenging, the need for all of us to get involved in zero harm has never been higher because of these challenges. So let's hope we can rise up to them and continue to focus on uh, keeping our patients safe and helping us on our journey to zero harm. I'm Peter Pranavost and we're working to leverage the power of love within and between people to radically transform health and healthcare.